Are you ready to be inspired, challenged, and strengthened in your faith walk? Are you ready to get breakthrough from those old cycles and thought patterns that you just can't seem to get freedom from? Then you've come to the right place. You are going to get freedom, you are going to get breakthrough, and you are going to get healing because that's the life that Jesus paid for. This podcast is not just talk. We're going to live it. I want to personally welcome you to my little podcast corner. My name is Jillian Ahonen, and I am so excited for what God's going to do through our time together today. Whether you're driving in traffic to work, out on a morning run, or sipping your coffee in a comfy chair, let's get our hearts ready for today's word. Hello, Jillian Ahonen here. Welcome back for another episode of Not Just Talk with me. (laughs) Um... I actually got redirected today on what we're going to talk about. I was going to build off from last week on what it looks like not to worry through faith and trust, but apparently the Holy Spirit is going to have me talk about that another time because as I slipped out of bed this morning, I actually slept in. Um, It was 4.44 that I woke up and um, I came downstairs into my office and I grabbed my cup of coffee and I got my Bible and my journal and I was going to pray through before I recorded, because I'm sure you know this, I've mentioned it, I record this in the closet underneath the stairwell of my family house <laughs> while everybody's asleep. Um, and he just kind of completely and totally redirected my entire focus to the importance of having a very close relationship of with God, how important it is to know what he thinks about you, know what he says about you, especially when you are in situations where your name is potentially getting um, smeared through the mud by others, or if somebody has a misunderstanding of you, um, or if you're just walking through a really overwhelming season and you don't know what to do, being able to go to the Lord and get his confidence and his understanding and his wisdom. And I kind of want to unpack that today, and I'm not completely sure which direction we're going to end up in because I didn't even really prepare. My son came downstairs to go to the gym and I'm like, oh my gosh, I literally just have this little window to hop on here, kind of pour out what I feel like the Holy Spirit put on my heart this morning and let's just hope it all comes out well. Normally I have at least some bullet points and some notes (laughs) to keep my focus because Sometimes I can just go off and not stay focused. And anyway, so there's that. So we're going to get to it. But I do want to give you some updates and invite you to join in in any way you'd like. Um, If you are not already following me on social media, Instagram and Facebook, um, join me. I love to connect with people. I love to put out words of encouragement every single day. Um, you can also download my free mobile app that also posts it there. If you're not a big fan of scrolling, um, you don't want to miss anything. You know, those algorithms on social media, you just never know. Um, so if you don't want to miss anything, I have a a mobile app. It's Jillian Ahonan Ministries. You can download that through your app store. Um, I put out a truth break every day, a scripture to kind of encourage you, keep your focus and, 
um, I put out a daily reminder. You'll also get notification when my when a new podcast com- comes out. And this is another thing that I'm I'm really excited to bring. I'm I'm kind of working behind the scene on a lot of stuff and making some adjustments on my website to make space for some new things that we've got coming here. Um, but one of them is going to be a Q and A. I get asked a lot of questions. Sometimes just casually in passing. Sometimes a private message through social media. Uh, an email, it just, you know, I get flooded with a lot of questions um, about just relationship with God, um, biblical perspectives on things, how to navigate certain situations. And, you know, I'm, get, I'm, I'm in a season where it's really hard to respond to those one-on-one all the time. But my heart is to be able to take that time and that space and really... Um, just kind of bring them to the word and and help them understand and kind of build and establish a godly perspective or a, a godly answer, a biblical answer. And obviously, I don't have all the answers, um, but we know the one who does. And as we dive into the word, we can find out what God says about those things. So what I'm doing is I, on my website and through my mobile app, I have a Q&A. It's Ask Jillian. You can... Um, click on that. You can submit a question. It goes actually directly to me. Nobody else, at least in this season, it goes directly to me and I can pray through it and I can ask the Lord. You know, a lot of times I'm going to have the same question that comes in so I can just kind of say, okay, which one are we going to answer? And I'm going to respond in video. And so those videos are going to be recorded soon. That's my goal anyway. And, um, there, I'll put them out on my social media, on my website, on YouTube, and um, it'll also be notified directly through my mobile app. And if you are not a mobile app kind of a person, totally fine. I have on my um, website, I'm going to be transferring everything over, and it's going to be a be in the know. And so you can sc- subscribe through my website and you will get an email directly sent to you again with everything that we have going on. You'll get any updates that I have, any personal letters and um, all things going on. If there's a video, a podcast, um, maybe even an event coming up, you'll have everything right in your inbox. Again, directly from me, I will be putting those letters out. So there's that. I wanted to share that with you today. Now let's get into what I feel like God wanted me to share with you. I have been through countless situations in my faith journey where I have been um, judged. I have been unfairly judged. I have been criticized. Um, People have misunderstood me. I've had to make decisions that... um, sometimes seem to go against what the Bible says, but it was the Lord's leading in my life. And I'll tell you, one of the things that I've learned is if you only take scriptures in one part and you don't really have a full understanding of how God will get us out of harmful situations, and it has nothing to do with, um, maybe I should just get to my point. If you're not reading the Bible as a whole and really hearing from the Lord, um, it could appear that way. But when you read the Bible in full context and you read it through the Holy Spirit, you find that God actually wants to protect you. And as long as you are honoring the Lord, he's going to bring you into safety. And you'll understand what I'm saying. But before I get into that, okay, are you ready for this? 
I am not talking about somebody who is justifying poor choices, emotional decisions, and sin and saying, well, God gave me permission to do it, okay? That I, I stay far away from. That is absolutely wrong. That is a dangerous way to live. You are 100% susceptible to the uh, tactics of the enemy. The enemy wants to destroy you. He wants to lead you into deception. He wants to make you believe that what you're doing is right when it's a hundred percent wrong. That is why it is so important to have accountability in your life, to have wisdom in your life, to have those people that are going to give you the hard truth, even when you don't want to hear it and a willingness to submit and humble yourself to that guidance and that wisdom. Okay. So before I even get into this message, because it's, it's going to be a, um, oh, it's one of those messages that can make a lot of people, um, maybe justify some decisions that you've made that were not God honoring and be like, well, yeah, you know, God told her to do that. And so see, that's why I'm doing it. So I just want to be really careful. I have wisdom in my life. I have a solid, solid accountability um, team in my life that is that's actually been in place for many years. It's not new. Um, one of them, she is, she serves on my board, but I met her back in 2008. She was one of my um, Christian counselors. She's also a pastor um, who came alongside of me and my ex-husband during our nightmare end of marriage. <laughs> um, so I've had her in my life consistently till still to this day. So that's a long time. Um, I have a pastor, uh, that was actually my pastor when I was 14 years old, who knows me, knows me, knows my walk with the Lord knows my ridiculous teenager years. Um, no, I mean, 2014, that's a long time. Um, he's been not 2014. No, that makes me much younger than I am. He's known me since I was 14. Um, so anyway, yeah, so he's known me for a very long time, all the way from my early, early teen years through my, I'm now a grandma. So he's been in my life. He's been somebody that I've been able to go to, get advice, pour my heart out. Um, in this season, I have, um, I've got another really solid friend that I've known for six years who um, is also a leader in the church. She's solid, uh, has a solid walk with the Lord. And then another woman that I've known for the nine years. I've lived out here for um, almost 11 years. So another woman that I've known for nine of those years. Um, it, she served on my, uh, on my board for a season. So she knows me. She gets to know the in-depth details of my life. Um, somebody I trust. And then I have one other friend that I've known um, for about five or six years now. Oh, no, longer. Uh, eight years now. Wow, gosh, time really flies. Seven or eight years now. And and again, like she she gets all of it. I, I'm very open with her. And then I have another pastor who's actually my pastoral covering of this ministry who lives in Orange County. And he is one of those um, very discerning men that he hears from the Lord so well that I actually say very little because I really want confirmation from the Lord through him. So I'll kind of like just kind of walk into a meeting or a phone call with him and just kind of share just a little bit. Um, and then I just wait. 
And I'm like, you know what? But I really want to hear what um, what you are, what the Lord is putting on your heart. Because if I need to be redirected, I want to be. If I'm wrong, I want to be corrected. But if I really am hearing from the Lord in this, I I would like just the confirmation, knowing like I didn't I didn't uh, try to manipulate your thinking at all. So. You know, I, I'm I'm just trying to paint a picture that I actually, with my whole heart, want to honor God in everything I do, in every de- decision that I make. And that's just one part. That's just accountability. That's just because God has designed us for community. Outside of that, intimacy is key. If you don't have intimacy with the Lord, you're not going to have the discernment to even build a good accountability team. You are going to find that you build your community around the people who are going to tell you what you want to hear versus the things that you need to hear. And that's kind of how critical it is to make sure that you have really said, Lord, I want to honor you with my whole heart. I want to know you. I want to know who I am to you. And I want to build such a close relationship with you that you're the first one I turn to when I'm confused, when I'm lost, when I'm overwhelmed, when I'm torn down by people. What do you say, Lord? What do you say? And you go into his word and you learn his heart and you learn who he is and you learn who you are to him. And that is what is going to be your anchor because I promise you right now, you are going to hit storms. And honestly, you probably didn't even need me to tell you that. You probably have experienced a lot. However old you are, however long you've been here on the earth, it it gets hard, right? It gets overwhelming and it gets messy. And one of the things that I've seen as being a part of the body of Christ for many years is that a lot of Christians, even Christians who have been a Christian for a long time, gone to church for a long time, I see them making very emotional decisions out of fear. And I see them retaliating, reacting, and crumbling when people judge them or misunderstand them. And, you know, I I have I have experienced that so many times and I will tell you I I can ugly girl cry. <laughs> there have been times where I have felt so ripped apart and so judged that I just weep. And that's why it's so important to be able to go to the Lord. So, that's kind of what I want to talk about today and well, I'm already talking about it, right? <laughs> um I'm going to I'm going to share some of my experiences and I'm going to share with you it, it, it's not really so much, obviously, like I didn't prepare anything. So it's not like I'm sitting here with an organized message, you know, here's your three points and here's your take home. I, I, I'm not sure which direction this is really going to go and how we're going to even end this. But I really felt strongly um, to share with you some of the situations that I've gone through and what I've done and why I've been able to come out of each situation closer to God, more secure in who I am and what he says, um, and I'm still standing. So this was many years ago, and I may have shared this particular story. I know I wrote it in my book, Ripple Effect. Um, So I'm just going to share it from my heart. Um, I'm going to take you all the way back when I was a part of a church plant. Um, I lived in Ohio, and I was married to, it was my previous marriage, and um, 
I had three kids and my third was a newborn. I mean, we moved from California to Ohio in a little Camry, <laughs> three kids. Uh, my baby was two months old, so eight weeks. We drove cross country and we were part of a church plant. It was an incredible, incredible experience, but it was also very, very, very hard. There was a lot of stuff going on. I did not know at the time, found out later, but at the time I did not know that my ex-husband had um, been doing drugs like I knew. Actually, no, I didn't even know at this point. No, I did. He confessed his pot smoking stuff. Um, but it, it apparently I, I, he claimed it was gone. And, and during the season it came back only, it was also speed. And I think there was some drinking, um, nicotine addiction. I mean, he just had an addictive personality. There was a lot of stuff going on, but, um, he ended up, uh, doing speed again. And, um, so, you know, when somebody has that kind of stuff going on and they've got this open door in their life and these addictions going on, you realize that the enemy has an in, right? Now, I was unaware. So what I didn't understand, I, di I didn't share this part in Ripple Effect because I was coming from a different perspective. But what I didn't um, what I didn't realize is the warfare that was going on in my home. So there was just this black cloud in my house. I mean, it, it just felt like this very thick depressive black cloud that was over me. And it was, I, I literally, I call it my black pit. I literally just felt so depressed and so numb and I had no awareness of what was going on. And I'm crying out to my church community. Like, I don't know what's going on with me. I am, I am really battling a depression. You, know, you can, I, it, it, when you move across country, you can kind of come up with all your reasons, right? It'd be like, oh, well, it's the weather and it's the sun hasn't come out and that's fair. And let me tell you, there was a day that I'm like 31 days, literally no joke on the news. It says 31 days and the sun still has not peeked through the clouds. So I could have been like, oh, that's probably why I'm depressed. I come from sunny Southern California. California. I've never experienced this before, but there was something else going on. It was so heavy and so thick. Um, it could have been, oh, well, I moved away from my family and oh, how about this? And oh, how about that? And we can just pick it apart. But I was trying to get in the presence of God. I was praying and even my prayer life was so weird. It was like, dear God, dear God, dear God, dear God. I couldn't get anything out. I'd, I tried to read my Bible. The pages were blank, but I knew in my heart that he was the one I could turn to. And I knew that's what I was doing, but I still, I still went to my church community and I shared with them what was going on. And I felt so discouraged because their response to me was, well, you need to read more and you need to pray more and you need to, you know, you need to just serve more at church and, you know, you just need to snap yourself out of it. If I did not have the walk with God that I had already established before I moved across country, I would have felt I, I, two things. I could have felt um, like I wasn't doing enough and that's why God wasn't showing up. Maybe I'm praying wrong. Maybe it's because I'm really not reading my Bible right now. Like I said, it was real, a real struggle. I don't know if you've ever experienced this where you like you, you can try to read something and absolutely nothing is retaining. That's kind of what was happening. Only I was trying to retain. I was trying to concentrate. It wasn't like my mind was floating to other things. Honestly, it felt like my, my mind was empty, super weird for a woman, but Hey, whatever. That's, that's what it felt like. And 
you know, I, I could have really easily felt like, man, I'm not doing enough. I'm not praying right. I'm not praying the right prayers. You know, it's my fault. God's not showing up and, and thinking that I'm doing something wrong. Or on the flip side, I could feel so angry at them for misunderstanding me. I and, and defend myself. I am praying. I'm reading and I'm doing everything, you know, and just feel like, don't you see me? Don't you know me? And feel very frustrated <clears throat> that my church community is totally misunderstanding me and judging me. And that could create some division in my heart and all these things, um, which I definitely was hurt by them. I'm not going to sit here and say I wasn't. I was definitely hurt. But I knew in my heart, I'm seeking God with all of it. I am seeking God with my whole heart. And that kind of confidence kept me a part of this church community without feeling like I couldn't be around them because they didn't understand me. Because my confidence was in the Lord. And I knew with my whole heart, I am pressing in. I am seeking God with my whole heart, just like the word says. I'm just not getting that lift, but I believed that as long as I stayed consistent with God and as long as I secured my walls spiritually and pressed into him, he was going to show up. And quick story on that, he did. And it took some time. Um, and he really just met me and he ministered to my heart and he showed up. And honestly, I ended up experiencing a joy that I have never experienced before in my Christian walk. I had heard so many people like talk about their joy and oh my gosh, the joy in the Lord and the joy of the Lord is my strength and all these things. And I'm like, you know, I believe in God and I love God and I'm serving God and I'm all in with God, but I don't really know that joy. So it was really cool that God met me with his joy in that season and uh, it's never left. Wow, right? How amazing is that? What it looks like when we go to God in our low moments and we believe him. See, the thing is, is I want to, I want to, I want to attach something here. The reason why I kept persisting, still trying to read my Bible, still praying those empty, didn't even have the words prayers, dear God, dear God. I mean, they're, they're kind of pathetic. They don't sound amazing, <laughs> you know, um, but it was my faithful pursuit and believing God's word and trusting him over what I was feeling and over what people were saying is what got me through that season. I didn't go around and try to find a group of people who would agree with me and coddle me and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry you're feeling this. No, I went directly to God. I went directly to God. And that is the pattern that I have lived for over 20 years now. I mean, I, I grew up in the church. I'm not going to get into that, but I would say my actual persistent walk with the Lord where I really learned to go to him and cultivate intimacy and build a relationship with my heavenly father has been, actually, it's been over 25 years now. And it's gotten stronger and stronger and stronger because I go to him, because I'm in his word. I'm not in his word during the storm. I mean, come on, you heard me during the storm, during that black pit. I couldn't even retain the word. I had to have the word stored in my heart. I had to be rooted in the word long before the storm hit. And that's, that's something I need you to really take in. If you are not in the word 
on your own, by yourself, in the secret place, you, Holy Spirit, reading the Bible, saturating yourself in truth, the storm is going to come and you're going to get tossed by it because you are not rooting yourself in truth. And I'm, I'm just kind of telling you right now, this podcast message, me, when I read these scriptures, that is not intimacy with the Lord. That is not going to be your anchor. And this this podcast is, is going to encourage you to have your own personal relationship with God. I've, I've mentioned this before. I've written it before. Podcasts, messages, devotionals, they are all an extension of somebody else's time with Jesus. They are the crumbs of somebody else's faith. And Jesus wants you to dine with him and have a full meal. He's got a table prepared for you, and he wants to have a full meal with you. He wants to feed you. He wants to feed your soul. He wants to saturate you in truth. He wants to be the well of water that is bursting forth in your life, and you are not going to experience that or that kind of confidence until you finish reading a book that encourages you, inspires you, a devotional, listens to a message, a podcast, whatever it may be, a little post on social media, take that as encouragement to dive into the secret place with the Lord, get into the word and build a solid trust walk with your heavenly father. That is what Jesus paid for. And that is what is going to strengthen you and hold you tightly through the storms of life. Please hear this. I could not read my Bible in the pit. I couldn't retain a word it was saying. My prayer life was a joke, okay? Nothing eloquent was coming out of this mouth. That's why I am not a fan of this is how you need to pray in this situation. This is how you need to pray in this situation. This is how you need to pray in this situation. And then you think that maybe you prayed wrong and that's why God's not showing up. And that is not the truth. The truth is, is when you seek him with your whole heart and you call upon his name, he is faithful to meet you where you're at and he will show up. He will never leave you nor forsake you and you can trust him. But how are you going to know those scriptures to pull on if you're not in the word? You got to build your confident trust in what God says, who he is, his characteristics, and what he says about you so that when you hit these overwhelming seasons of life where you just feel so torn down and then you're getting judged through it, you can rest in knowing that God sees and he hears. And it really doesn't matter what anybody else has to think. That was one of many situations that I've experienced. And as I continued to pursue a very deep and solid walk with the Lord, he also started to build my identity and my confidence around being a daughter of the king, being an heiress to the throne, knowing my place in the kingdom, but also my position here on earth. And I will tell you that I was in a nightmare marriage. Um, He was abusive, drugs, porn. It just like I would find out and I would go to him and I'd say, what's going on here? And that's when I would get blasted because I don't know, it's just, it's ugly, right? I mean, the enemy was at work and the enemy doesn't like to be exposed. So that's kind of what happened. Um, And it would escalate sometimes. Sometimes it wouldn't. He would just rage out the door after punching a hole in the wall. And then sometimes it uh, it got physical. So anyway, um, the Lord had actually given me a word in 
my Bible. And actually, I'm, I'm going to go get that Bible. So I can clip all this empty space. I can cut it out. I'm going to slip out of my closet. Is my Bible in here? I, I'm going to go back to that original Bible. I want to read to you that passage that the Lord gave to me. Um, and he gave it to me three times in one day. I, I, I feel like I'm supposed to share this story. So I'm going to be right back. Hold on. All right, I'm back. And here's the thing that's a little bit funny, but not funny. <laughs> I searched everywhere for this particular Bible that was from um, 2007. And um, it was literally right behind me. I forgot. So yeah, that's kind of funny, but here it is. Um, this is a scripture that the Lord had given to me. I, like I said, I had been in this marriage that the things continued to cycle around. We had, um, pastoral support. We had everything set in place to rebuild our marriage and also for accountability for my ex-husband and the cycles just continued. And the Lord, I, I was, he, there was another just blowout from him in the morning. And it was honestly one of those moments where, um, the look on his face was so hollow. It scared me. It was almost like I could just see him giving into the demonic at this point. Um, not saying that he knew that's what he was doing. That's not fair and not a judgment call I'm going to make. But when we do, we, if we just end up giving ourselves over to sin, God lets us. And that's kind of what I think happened. Looking back, I wouldn't have known that at the time. At the time, I was still waiting for God to give me a promise for turnaround. I, I mean, I know my God is the one who parts the Red Sea. He raises the dead. He can do anything. You know, that's the kind of woman I am. I'm that kind of woman of faith. I do not make emotional decisions. I haven't made emotional decisions in many, 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 many years. Um, and before the Lord he knows that's true. And that's my heart. So anyway, I sat on the couch, broken, crying, weeping, just saying, God, I, I just want to get into your word. I just want to hold on to a promise. And I opened to a page in my Bible, unmarked. Actually, now it's marked because I marked in it. And, the, you know, there's the page is kind of crumpled. Um, but at the time it wasn't, and I had honestly never read these passages before. And I know that I was really pursuing and posturing myself to hear from the Lord. And I opened to Isaiah 66, 3 through 4. But those who choose their own ways, delighting in their sins, are cursed. Their offerings will not be accepted. When such people act, sacrifice an ox, it is no more acceptable than a human sacrifice. When they sacrifice a lamb or bring an offering of grain, it is as bad as putting a dog or the blood of a pig on the altar. When they burn incense, it is as if they have blessed an idol. I will send great troubles against them, all the things they feared. For when I called, they did not answer. When I spoke, they did not listen. They deliberately sinned before my eyes and chose to do what they know I despise. I'll tell you, if you've ever heard a strong warning from the Lord, it can make your entire body tremble. And I closed my Bible so fast and I said, no, Lord. No, 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 no. I need a promise from you. Something to hold on to during this time. Something that says that you're going to show up and you're going to heal my marriage. Lord, I am humbling myself before you. Again, my Bible was closed tightly shut and I opened to the same passage. I did not do that on purpose two more times. And I sat there. I felt sobered by those words. Now, I, I want to say something. 
I don't believe that those are God's final words and fate over a person. Okay. This was, this was specific instruction for me personally in that season and the Lord showing me his heart and that his heart was far from him and he wasn't coming back. I knew he was releasing me from my marriage. I still struggled with being released from my marriage because I kept getting these random attacking words in my own mind of, oh, you're, you know, you're 27 years old, single mom of four kids. What are people going to think of you? God's against divorce, you know, and all these things, right? And I'm just getting pounded with these insecure thoughts. And um, it honestly stopped me from completely moving forward. I separated for a season, but I ended up going back and the abuse cycle was worse than it was the first time. At this point, it was like, it didn't even matter. He was just blowing up all over the place. It was crazy. It was overwhelming. It was messy. It was painful. I was a wreck. Interestingly enough, during that time, again, like I said, I have a, I have an intimate and very sacred walk with the Lord. And he took me on a journey of really showing me my identity in him. So while my life is falling apart, my husband is tearing me apart. God is building me up through his word and showing me who I am to him. I came out of this season going, I know who I am and I know who my God is. And it doesn't matter what you think about me. It matters what God says about me. You can't tear me down. Your lifestyle can't change or shake who I am. Your words, they're they're falling off of me. They're bouncing off of me. They're not penetrating my heart because I am so confident that I am a daughter of the king and I am a child of God. And you know what? It doesn't even matter if I'm a single mom with four kids. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks about me. My God knows who I am and I know who I am before him. And it was that turning point in my, in my walk with God, where I was so secure and I was so confident. And I'm like, I know I have pursued you with my whole heart. I have put everything into this marriage. I knew I was released and I know I've shared it before. It was that, um, I think even just in last week's podcast or two weeks ago. So I'm not going to rehash the story. You can read my books. You can go through my podcasts if you want to know the details. But um, I ended up filing for divorce from that point on. And um, I was just moving. I was moving forward on this with such confidence. And, you know, again, I, I know before the Lord, I didn't make an emotional decision. And you know what? There might be people who do make it an emotional decision and God really wanted to do something. And I'll tell you, you know, just go to him. His mercy is incredible. Um, so don't feel like if that's you, that it's the end. Oh my gosh, I should have listened to God. Like, don't do that. But also don't justify where you did make an emotional decision. Really learn and grow from it. Um, but for me personally, I know that there have, well, I'll get to that. But um, I had to go with such confidence because people do make emotional decisions. And that is why the church will take such a firm stance on God hates divorce. Guess what? So do I. I hate divorce too. You want to know why? Because I hate what God hates. Because I've built a relationship with him. And if God hates it, I hate it. And I know the damage. And even though my divorce was, it was, I, it was definitely, I know for a fact, I can confidently tell you that, 
um, God released me from that marriage, it still completely and totally ripped my heart apart and it hurt my children. And I had to stand firm and trusting that God was going to repair all the damage. But I needed that kind of confidence with that decision because I was actually ripped apart. Not by everybody. There was just a few people. I was actually getting phone calls from somebody who was a friend of mine. And she was, I can't think of the word now, but she was calling me over and over and over again, telling me, I am not a Christian. I am not a godly woman. God hates divorce. And how could you? And, And I mean, it got to the point where she was literally harassing me. And she was just going on and on and on, throwing scriptures in my face, telling me I'm not a Christian, telling me I have no right to do what I'm doing. I'm tearing apart a family. I'm tearing apart a marriage. As if that wasn't already hard enough for me to have to walk through because I'm the one walking through it. Um, But I actually had to block her uh, number from my phone because it was just so much harassment and so emotionally exhausting to get these phone calls, messages, and texts over and over and over again, I actually had to block her. And I had to keep steady on what God had said to me. And I had, you know, I obviously like the Bible says, don't leave a fool to their demise. And so I tried to explain like, look, I've been released. This is what I've been living. Cause I really didn't open up and share with too many people what I had been experiencing. Um, and that didn't work. <laughs> and she continued. And, uh, the Bible also says, don't argue with a fool. So you know what? That's what I mean by when you know the word and you have a trust walk with God and you've built your life on hearing the voice of God and his direction and you're saturated in the word, you know when to stand up for yourself and and you know when to back away. I was also um, ripped apart by a couple that my, well, ex, soon to be ex-husband at the time was living with and he's very good at crying and you know, she left me and I love her so much and I'll do whatever it takes. And believe me, I had, I had been listening to that for years. Um, and they're calling me and at first they, they sounded like they just wanted to be there for me, but I, I quickly found out that they were actually just ripping me apart, telling me that I'm, you know, doing this devastation to my ex-husband and he's broken and it's my fault, you know, all these things. And I had to block them too. Okay. So here's the thing that was painful that was hard, but I did go to the Lord, right? That's what I've told you. That's the whole point. That is the whole point. You are going to get ripped apart. You are going to get misunderstood and you are going to have to make difficult and challenging uh, decisions in your life that somebody may totally disagree with. I went to the Lord. I was physically shaking. And these are the passages that he said to me as a promise to stand on. Humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. That's James 4.10. I was really pressing into God because this was my church family and um, that was really painful because those are the people that I really thought I needed in that season and um, as I just continued to press into the Lord and he was giving me scriptures of hope and promise he also gave me Psalm 37 6 which is the one that I stood on um, and clung to more than anything he says it says He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn, and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. And the Lord said to me, Don't worry about what they think about you. I'm your vindicator. I'm your peace. You can trust me. And they're going to know that you're innocent. And I just walked on. I just moved on. I didn't give it another thought. Well, I probably did. But 
I didn't go after her. I didn't go around. And it, it was not the first scenario in that season where I was getting judged. You see me and my ex-husband, we grew up in the same small city. We graduated from the same high school together. Well, he, he didn't graduate. I'm not going to get into that. But um, we have hundreds of mutual friends. Okay. We have hundreds of mutual friends uh, through social media. You can walk through the city. People know both of us. And he was ripping me apart. Once he stopped trying to convince everybody that he wanted to be married with me or married to me. And, um, once he kind of like stopped from that angle and tried to play the victim in that and get everybody to feel sorry for him, then he flipped the story and it became, um, just completely trashing my name, telling people I took the kids from him. I, I wouldn't let them see him and he's lost everything and it's all my fault. So again, you know, just painted me this awful and terrible person. And I, at this point was so used to the Lord clearing my name, even though it was hurting. And even though my flesh wanted to go and fight for justice and give myself a voice in the situation, that is not what the Lord said to me. He said to me, he told me in that season to stay quiet. This is why it's so important to hear what God has to say so that you can understand the path and the season and what God wants you to do. He actually told me to stay quiet in that season, that if somebody came to me and asked that I would be released to share truth, but to not go around trying to clean up my name everywhere I went, like that would be exhausting. And I had to stand on that. So I didn't post on social media, hey, I just want everybody to know if he's talked to you, that's not true. This I, I didn't do those things. I went into the secret place with the Lord. I got my confidence directly from him and I continued to faith forward in my life. That's why you're going to hear me say and you're going to read a lot of the faith forward because that is it. That is what it looks like. When you have your confidence in the Lord, you find that you are faithing forward a lot. <laughs> and you know what? Those two people that ripped me apart. One of them is in my life today. I never got an apology, but I don't need one because my confidence is in the Lord. And I knew that it was from her brokenness. You know, we're at a distance. Like it's just through social media that we've, that we've reconnected. Um, and I, I don't see her anyway. I, I just don't because when you really take that time to forgive and release somebody, you just don't hold it against them. You see them through God's heart and God's eyes. And then, um, the other couple, how so random, I'm in a grocery store and um, I see them at the other end of the aisle and I'm like, oh shoot. And I turned around, pretended like I didn't see them, went into the other aisle and the Holy Spirit was like, no, go back, walk past them, go back and trust me. Now I had no idea what was going to happen in that moment. I went back down the aisle. I walked towards them. I let them know. I looked them like, hi, you know, said their names and they're like, oh my gosh, Jillian, it's so good to see you. We owe you an apology. We are so sorry for what you've had to go through. We saw the truth. We saw his true colors. And I'm telling you right now, one at a time from that moment on, I had the most random people call me, hey, we see his true colors. We know what's going on. We're here for you. What can we do? I did not say a word. The Lord exposed his heart and it revealed my cause and my innocence radiated like the dawn. That is who our Lord is. I had to know what God had to say. 
I had to keep my mouth shut when he told me to keep my mouth shut, and I had to trust him. I've experienced more. I've experienced it from the church, and there's been times that God has had me stay quiet and move on, and there's been times where God says, no, speak up and trust me with the outcome. And at the end of the day, what it all boils down to is my confident trust is rooted in the Lord. It's what he has me do. It's who he says I am. I have been so badly judged. I have been ripped apart. I've even been accused of being unforgiving. I've been accused uh, because I'll stand up for truth and I'll speak truth. And it has absolutely nothing to do with whether or not I've I've forgiven. Forgiveness is the first thing I do. I'm not even going to get into that today. But I'm just telling you, my character, (laughs) my heart, and who I am has been ripped apart from people. And I'm sure you've experienced it too. And I'm telling you right now, as long as you are pursuing God with your whole heart and you are following him and you are allowing him to direct your steps, he is the only voice that should have the power to speak into your life. Put your confidence in God. I'm going to read this last scripture as we come to a close. I'm just going to trust that the Holy Spirit was speaking to you today. But this is kind of where I land whenever I find myself in an unjust situation. And again, these are not scriptures that I go to the word and I try to find to hold on to in the moment. This is because I've been saturated in truth because I go to the Lord and I say, God, what do you want to say in this situation? And here's one of the passages that he gave to me several years ago. This is found in 1 Corinthians 4, 3 through 4. And this is Paul, okay? And he's addressing things. He's having to stand up for truth and he's addressing some things, but here's where he lands. Here's where I land. And I'm believing that as you build your confidence around the Lord, this is where you're going to land too. I care very little if I'm judged by you or by any human court. Indeed, I do not even judge myself. My conscience is clear, but that doesn't make me innocent. It is the Lord who judges That is where I land. I do not judge myself. I go to the Lord. I hear what he has to say. My conscience is clear, even if you don't see it, even if you don't believe me, even if you want to rip my character apart. I know what God has said to me. And that kind of confidence is so empowering and so victorious. I promise you will never be under any situations. You will always be above because that is what the Lord says, that you are the head and not the tail. He has seated you in heavenly places. He wants to give you his perspective. He wants to give you his heart. He wants to direct your steps with precision. And he wants your confidence to be rooted in him. Put your confidence in what God says, not in what others think. His voice is the only voice that should have any kind of power to speak into your life. Turn to him. Build a relationship with him. Root his word so deeply in your heart so that in the life storms, you can stand firm in faith and be that firmly rooted tree that produces fruit in all seasons. Thank you for joining me today. I'm believing the Holy Spirit met you powerfully through this week's episode of Not Just Talk. Now for the real part. Let's take this conversation beyond talk and live it in our daily lives. Amen? Don't forget to check out my newly released book. I'm really excited. It's called Ripple Effect, a transformational journey into God's heart that will change you from the inside out. 
It's available now on your favorite online bookstore, Amazon, or you can order a signed copy direct through my website, jillianahonan.com. Also, did you know that we have a ministry app where you can receive direct notifications for everything we have going on beyond this weekly podcast? Just search Jillian Ahonan Ministries in your app store and download it for free. And please, I'd love to see your face on social media. Connect with me on my public Facebook page or on Instagram. I hang out there daily. Don't forget to subscribe and come back next week for another episode of Not Just Talk. Hugs and blessings, family.